You're listening to Success Stalkers Radio, episode 25 with Lisa Marie. Hey everybody, this is Ian Floyd from the Love and Sensibility Podcast, and you're tuned into my girl Iona Garrett on the Success Stalkers Radio Show. Welcome to Success Stalkers Radio. I am your host, Iona Garrett. People all over the globe are rewriting the rules to success. They're making money and changing the world. Join me Monday through Friday as I interview today's top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and entertainers that will leave you inspired to take action and achieve success on purpose. Are you ready? Let's dive right in. Okay, Success Stalkers, let's get started. I am your host, Iona Garrett, and this is another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Lisa Marie Lewis. So Lisa, are you ready to stalk some success today? I am ready. I am more than ready. Awesome. (laughs) Good deal. I'm so excited today to have you on the show. Well, Lisa has worked in the beauty industry for the last 18 years. She has explored all areas of the industry, including skincare, makeup, and hair services. For the last eight years, she has focused on developing her craft as an educator. And previously, she has worked at the Aveda Institute Las Vegas as the advanced educator, helping to train students for the second phase of their education. She's also worked for Paul Mitchell, the school in Las Vegas and in Tulsa, Oklahoma, as the core leader, texture specialist, learning leader advisor to her last position as the education leader. And in 2008, Lisa authored three children's books for ages 5 through 14, titled Creative Short Stories for Smart Kids, A Small Town's Carnival, and Who Said Acting Isn't Therapy. In 2010, she created an independent audiobook titled A Woman's Signature. She's very committed to making women feel both beautiful internally and through self-esteem workshops and externally through a variety of services, which is why she is now currently the owner of, of Beauty Black Book, which is a company that offers styling sessions and effective tools for any professional looking to polish their image. So Lisa, I've given our listeners just a little overview. So take a minute, tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. Well, I would say personally, you know, first, I'm definitely a, you know, a woman of God. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. Um, I come from a large family. There's seven of us in my family. So I'm, you know, I'm from a big household. Um, as far as my background, you know, a lot of people look at my background, and they're like, oh, you know, it seems like you have a really diverse background. And they can't really imagine how some of those things go together, but really it's all an ultimate fit. Um, For me, every position that I've been in from the beginning stages of my career to now, each one has led to the next step. Um, One thing that I, you know, I really try to do in my life every day is just pay attention. Um, I feel like there's always little signs and messages, and it's just a matter of us, you know, making sure that we're recognizing that and then using that to encourage us on our next part of our journey. 
Well, Lisa, we are definitely going to get more into that and dive more deeper into your journey in just a little bit. But before we do, we always like to start off Success Talkers Radio with a success quote, if you have one. So if you do, take it away. Oh, my goodness. I have one uh, lately that just really speaks to me every single time I even hear it or think about it, and it's run scared. You know, a lot of times I'll tell different people, you know, who we have a conversation as you meet, you know, from people in your networking and they're asking you different questions. They're like, well, you were really courageous when you did that. Or, you know, you had a lot of confidence when you did that. And it was like half of the things that I've done and still do to this day, I've done them scared. So I had the butterflies. I had the feeling of, oh, Lord, I don't know if this is going to work, but I did it anyway. So sometimes you just have to put yourself out there and just run scared. Girl, you are speaking my language. <laughs> you know, I can resonate with that because, you know, even with this radio show, you know, I wanted to do this for a long time as I was kind of, you know, sharing with you before we started. Uh-huh. And, you know, I am really putting myself out there right now, right. <laughs> to say the very least, you know, Um to start something like this because, and I was terrified really to get started and and I made every excuse, you know, I kept making up things as to why I wasn't ready and didn't have this, I didn't have that, you know, and finally one of my mentors was like, okay, if you don't do this right now, then just don't even talk to me about it anymore, you know? And I was like, okay, so I got to do something. So, but I can resonate with what you're saying because everything I've done in my life, pretty much even my past businesses, I was terrified, but I did it anyway. Absolutely. I found out once I started, you know, it got a little easier each day. And so, yeah, very, very key for all of those, all our listeners, is to, to get that message of just get started, whether you're scared or not. Well, I think so many times that we're worried about, you know, what if I fail and what if this doesn't work? It's like if you haven't started it, you don't even have the possibility of it failing. True. You have to first start for anything to fail. Absolutely. So I think just having that in the forefront of our minds, whether it being something personal that you want to, um, conquer something professional, just running scared and just making sure that that's something that, you know, it's, it's it'll work at the end if you put the work into it. Right. You're right, because if you don't start, you know, you fail because you don't start. That's right. really the, the ultimate failure is not getting started. So good, good deal. Good deal. Well, Lisa, also here at Success Talkers Radio, we, you know, we're all about the story of our guests. The journey. And so I know you've had quite an amazing journey, you know, but before we we get more into that, what I want to focus on here is a possible failure or maybe a a significant challenge you had in the past that maybe you probably even fell either flat on your your face or flat on your back, you know, and take us there with you. Remember, we want to feel like we're right there next to you when you you share that with us. And then tell us some lessons that you learned from it. Okay, I can, um, one in particular, and it's actually something really personal, but it definitely has been one of those times in my life where it really has shaped me personally, professionally, in every, you know, in every aspect I've grown from this particular time in my life. Um, I was married years back, and, you know, I had a great husband, we were, we had a great partnership, we had a lot of things in common, we enjoyed spending time together, we were a great support for one another. But for me, you know, coming from a large family, I had always wanted to be a mom. That that was like at the top of my list. Any list I had, mom was on the top of it. And, you know, I kept asking my husband, which she was a little bit older, I'm like, when, you know, when are we going to have kids? When are we going to have kids? And at that time, he wasn't able to have kids. I kind of had the inkling that I was not able as well, but nothing was confirmed. So we had agreed that we were going to adopt before we got married, you know. So we kept having this discussion. I kept bringing it up, and I would never get an answer. 
So I finally told him, listen, you know, after asking for, I think, eight months, is this something that we are going to do or not? Because if we're not, it's going to be a deal breaker because this is just something that I'm not willing to compromise on. And, you know, long story short, I wind up ending that marriage because based on that, based on his desire not to want to have kids when I thought we were on the same game plan the whole time. So I left that, and, you know, everyone was asking, oh, my God, I can't believe you guys are getting divorced. I can't believe that. Um, and then shortly after that, I started getting sick in different avenues and and then, then did discover that I'm able to have children. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I know this is something that you've placed in me, and you've placed it in me for a reason. And if you've placed it in me, it's going to have to happen in some way. I don't know what the avenue is going to be, but I'm I'm willing to discover it. So I went through you know this whole long process of, you know, getting ill and having different things um, happen to me health-wise and really into the position of, okay, if this is something that I really want for my life, I'm going to have to make the first step. So I started looking into adoption and I went through the whole process as a single woman, as a single woman you know, uh, and then I wound up getting my son. And not only did I gain my son, you know, when I first got, you know, oh, you've been selected for Christian and you're going to be his adoptive resource. And, you know, we want to let you know that he also has autism. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I, I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I read the description that said developmental delays, you know, which could be speech. It could be a whole lot of different things. Um, and he has been the biggest blessing for my life. And me doing that and knowing that, it was something that I had deeply rooted, and even though it took me years to get to the place where I actually had the action to, you know, facilitate it, mm-hmm. going through that process, it has made me so much stronger in so many different areas, and it showed me, you know, not only what I'm capable of, but what God's capable of doing in my life if I allow him to do it. So that just for me has been, you know, it, it was a failure, but it wound up leading to a great success for me. Absolutely, Lisa. That is just a powerful story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Wow. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm sure your son is a is a blessing. He is. He is just a bundle of joy. He has so much energy. He keeps me on my toes <laughs> like every single day. And he's adorable. I see his pictures on Facebook. He's adorable. Thank you. I'm just so grateful that I listened to my gut. You know, otherwise I would have never received that gift. And motherhood is is one of the best gifts that God gives us. So. You're so right. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, you did such a great thing. And I'm, think- and I'm th- thinking to myself, he has blessed much and molded me so much that, you know, the part that I'm giving to him, I, I never will feel like it's enough to what he's giving to me. Right. Oh, yes, I know. I know exactly what you mean. Well, Lisa, we're going to go forward and transition uh, to the other end of the spectrum, which is what we call here at Success Talkers Radio, the aha moment, that that light bulb moment, you know, if you will. Because just like you've had some lessons that you've learned, you know, from the past, you've also had some amazing ideas, you know, that have helped you to become successful today in your business. So if you can, just tell us one, Lisa. And remember, this is a story. We want you to take us there with you when you had that aha moment that has now helped you to become successful. Oh, goodness. One story that I could think of um, that definitely was um, a light bulb moment for me that I you know, had to go through a bit of a transition. Um, I actually wind up moving here to Tulsa from Vegas. Um, I accepted a position that I really for. I'm like, I want that position. I feel like I'm the right candidate. I'm the one that needs to be getting on the plane to go there. So I wind up, you know, after fighting for that position and I came here um, and I started working for Paul Mitchell here and I worked for Paul Mitchell back home and I was working as the education leader, which was 
you know, it was a, it was a big challenge for me because it was a position that I had never done, you know, and then I came here in a new environment. I had never lived, you know, outside of Vegas, which is my hometown. So all my family, you know, friends, my largest support system is always going to be there, um, at least for now. So I, I moved into to that position, which was really challenging in a lot of different ways. And there was a lot of things that I wind up being responsible for that I didn't anticipate, let's just say. Um, and, you know, after doing that position for about a year and a half, I wound up losing my job. Wow. So I went through, you know, the shame of I had never been fired. You know, I never lost my job. I went through guilt because I was like, okay, what part did I really play in making this decision? You know, I went through anger and I was confused with all these different emotions. So it was a little bit of a dark time. And then, you know, I was looking, I kept looking for ways. I'm like, God, I, I need to find an answer. I need to know why this happened. Why I had to come all the way from Vegas to Tulsa, bring my son, bring my now husband, you know, uproot our whole lifestyle to be here. And what was the purpose? So I was really searching. So I wind up, you know, watching different videos, reading different books. And I was, you know, I, I'm a note taker. So I take notes on everything. I'm like, okay, I heard that. I want to keep that. Do a like back on that. And I wind up, you know, watching this video. It was a T.D. Jakes video, something about purpose. And I remember him having a white shirt on and jeans. And I played this video, honestly, like seven times <laughs> in, one, in one afternoon. This wasn't even one day, one afternoon. And every time I would listen to it, I got something different. And I got something different. And then after that, I was just sitting. I was just really reflecting on the message that he had given. And how did that apply, you know, to my life now? Why is it that I went to that video and out of the 16 that were listed? And I finally heard something, and it was so clear. It was like my husband talking to me, like in my face. Like, it was that clear. And it was like God saying, okay, are you going to work that hard for me now? Wow. So I had, let me tell you, I was working when I was off. I was working before I went to work. I was working on break. I was working late at night. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, okay, I've done all of this. And somehow in that, I was, I was able to edge God out. So now it was like full circle. It's like, okay, you've done all this. That's great. You've accomplished it. You've learned a lot. You've grown a lot. But are you going to work that hard for me? What are you going to do now that's present that's going to help spread not only my word but give me the glory that I know that I'm worthy of? Mm -hmm. when, when are you going to do that? And when I tell you that made me get right up and refocus on, okay, there's something else that I need to be doing, and it wasn't that. So as much as that was hurtful to me, it was a blessing, and it was God waking me up and saying, okay, I need your attention now. You know, I had it in the past, and I've had it on several different occasions, but I need you to refocus wow. and get wow. back on track. So that for me was a huge, huge turning point in the direction that, you know, I'm still going towards right now. That is profound. I really felt like I was right there with you when you were sharing that story. I'm telling you, girl, that is profound. You know, it's amazing how, you know, God will just allow us to really see ourselves, you know, what we're doing. We can be on this like roller coaster or this rat wheel, you know, just yeah. going and going and going. And, you know, we, we think we're we're having purpose and we think we're doing, you know, the right things. I'm not saying you were doing anything wrong per se, but, you know, was it being right you know, was it meaningful towards God's kingdom, you know? And I just think that's so incredible, you know, how, because I actually was let go from from a corporate job myself that I had so much faith in, you know, and was probably one of the highest paying jobs I've ever had in my life. 
and was let go after a really bad car accident that I was in. And they actually fired me while I was in therapy. And it was just, yeah, it was, it was awful. And from that time, you know, I just, one thing just started to spiral down after another. And, you know, I won't go into all the details, but, you know, through that, I'm telling you, it was a blessing because it has allowed me to really find my true purpose and what I should be doing for God so I can relate to what you're doing. And I'm telling you, it's been 10 years and I haven't looked back. That is a good example of, you know, how God can use us if we just are present enough for him to be able to get that access, you know. And then in that, we're allowed to, you know, it allows us to then be a blessing to someone else. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow, I'm loving this interview, girl. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> well, you are welcome. Well, Lisa, let's shift here for just a minute because I want to shine a spotlight on okay. you, okay? I want you to share with us and our listeners, you know, what is your proudest entrepreneurial moment? Oh, goodness. I would say it would have to be um, when I executed the project, um, a women's signature. Uh, for me, that is one out of all, you know, the books that I've done, even out of my company now, for me, that still is something that's really sacred, mainly for what it represents. Um, you know, I kind of went through the journey of, you know, writing the three books, the children's books, and, you know, publishing those, and finding the illustrator. Like, there's so many things that are involved that, you know, you just don't really realize when you're at Barnes & Nobles and you're picking up a book, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I did that project. I did the research, you know, who did I want to cover, who was going to actually record the session, how was I going to produce it. Uh, but really what it represents, it has 14 monologues, monologue style, uh, stories of women and how you can look at a woman and you have this perception like, oh, my God, her hair is done, her makeup's done, she's got the best outfit on, you know, her house looks like it's put together, she's married, she's, you know, all of these things that we're just assuming, okay, she's really got that life that I'm just trying to get close to. Right. And there's so many other things that are underneath the surface that you're just not aware of, that the person, you know, is bad. Um, illness, that they've gone through domestic violence, and, you know, all these things that are such, um, you know, they, they can wind up being demons if you don't deal with them, you know, Absolutely. eternal demons. Absolutely. And I know there's different things that I've gone through, you know, I've been a victim myself of domestic violence in the past, and it was something that I just, it took me years to shake. And when people were like, I can't believe you would have ever tolerated that. And I'm like, that sounds really easy, and I'm glad that you have that perspective. But when you have someone that you're sharing the same space with, and you're like, this is my partner in crime. They would never hurt me. And when they do that, you're just like, you're so baffled by, mm-hmm. where did that even come from? How do you go from loving me to hitting me? How do those two correlate? So for me, that project, my long-term goal with that project actually is to have a production you know, turn it into a production and have it benefit women that have been victims of domestic violence and kind of help them work their way through that. Because that is a journey. And you have to think, it really puts you in a place of self-reflection uh, re- on, why is it that I, I feel like I have to tolerate this? Because God definitely didn't create us for that. Exactly. So I really want to use that to help women. That's so powerful. You're you're really going to touch a lot of women, and I'm so happy that you know you're able you were able to come on the show today and, and just share that because there's going to be people out there listening that have gone through you know that and so much more. I myself was a victim of domestic violence, and I won't go into that. So it's like I'm like I'm listening to you tell this story. I'm listening to this story. I'm like, oh my god, like she's like my twin sister. <laughs> 
<laughs> you never know how much you have in common with people yeah. under the, just like you said, under the surface. You know, everybody has this social mask on, you know, every day. And you see people from the, the outward appearance. They look like they're so well put together. Their hair is done. Their makeup's flawless. You know, they may be driving this car, living in this house. But like you said, underneath, there's so much turmoil and, and other things that they've been through. And they need someone to help to pull them out. And Absolutely. I just, I'm so happy to know that you have such a, a program like this and that you can help women in whatever we can do to help spread that message. We will. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I, I have found different ways to incorporate that, you know, in my business now, Beauty Black Book, because I, I don't want to just work on, okay, different ways to accessorize your outfit. Let's do a styling session so that way you look good. I want to make sure that when they leave, you know, some time with me, that they look good, but they feel good. Because there's so many different things that, you know, we've just learned to band-aid, you know, and, and cover up. And if you really don't deal with those things, they only get larger. They don't get smaller. They get larger. So, I, you know, I've incorporated those workshops into my company now. So it was, you know, a, a great way for me to kind of be innovative and, you know, add something else to, you know, the, what I'm offering um, for my guests to hopefully, you know, feel the benefit from. Right, because you give them that that personal touch, you know. You can't order things online, and yes, you know. And I'm not knocking anything any online companies, but when you have a service like yours, you right. get that one on one FaceTime, right. you know, with women. So that's that's impactful, very impactful. Yes, I agree. Well, Lisa, we both know that being an entrepreneur can sometimes be a roller coaster, you know, of emotions. So, you know, you can be, you know, feeling just like amazing today about your business and what you're doing. And within the next 24, 48 hours, you're like, like, oh, my God, like, I want to quit. I can't believe this is happening. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, what do you do? If you can tell us, how do you keep your focus, you know, each day and keep the end result in mind? I'm a big person on self-inspection. I want to, you know, kind of do what I call a temperature check. I want to see, okay, this is exactly, you know, where do I see myself three to five years? You know, it always goes back to those type of questions. And what am I doing now that's going to put me on that path? Because you can have some huge dream, some huge goal, but if you don't have an active plan on, okay, I'm going to need to do this step, this should, this step should follow. If you don't have an action plan, then it really just gets to be something that you've hung up on some vision board. It looks good. You know, it, it winds up being a great conversation piece, but how are you going to get that thing from the vision board into reality? So I'm huge on that, just those temperature checks. Okay, where am I at? Okay, I tried that. Didn't really work so good. What can I do to revise that? Or do I just need to do something completely different? So just evaluate different areas of my business until I find the ultimate plan of what's going to work for not only me, but what's going to work for the type of business that I have in this market. Because every market is completely different. That's great. That's great advice as well. Yeah. That's good. Well, because I know you are a success stalker, Lisa, tell us, do you have any new projects that you're working on? Because I know as entrepreneurs, we always have something, right. you know, that we're brewing up. So anything you want to share with us? Well, right now, um, and it really just goes back to the branding of my business. I'm currently working on um, actually Beauty Black Book, the book. 
because um, I want to have something nice. that I can have a physical tool. You know, we've had the conversation, we've had the session, we've sat down, hopefully built a good relationship with one another, you know, but I also want them to walk away and have something later on to reflect back on. So really just taking things oh, that gosh, are important great. to me, uh, you know, not only as a woman, but um, also things that are important to me as a beauty industry. You know, I've spent a lot of time working in the industry, um, in the education side, and it has taught me so much. But it was also a testimony on what I didn't receive when I went to beauty school. So I'm like, okay, what about the person yeah, that may not, yeah. you know, be able to afford, you know, twenty-something dollars in tuition to be able to go to a um elite school like Paul Mitchell or Aveda, um, and they have to go to maybe more of a mom and pop, but they still want that information that that Paul Mitchell student now is getting, that Aveda now student is get, getting. You know, I tell people that, you know, my journey with Aveda really taught me how to teach, but Paul Mitchell told me why I teach. But really, every company you can get a lesson from. So I'm just looking to pass that lesson on to someone else that's a young industry professional and that wants something to kind of hang on to, um, to give them as a tool to be successful, you know, in their own right. That's excellent. Well, you know, I'm going to make you laugh real quick right here because you said earlier we have so much in common. Uh Now, guess what? I'm a licensed hairstylist. Okay, I thought that. That is crazy that we have that much in common. We have not had a phone conversation yet. (laughs) I know. That's terrible. (laughs) That is crazy. You may be related. You just never know. <laughs> we, we might be, girl. We just might be. I'm telling you, everything you say, I'm like, wow. Like, I feel like she's telling my life story. That is crazy. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, we have to talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Well, we have reached what I call the success round, okay. Lisa. And, you know, this is what we do. I love this part because... The questions that we ask here uh-huh. are really important because, you know, entrepreneurs out there that are listening to the show, you know, they have a lot of questions about either starting a business or some are already in business and just need, you know, to be re- rejuvenated or, or re-energized. And so the questions we're going to ask are, are really important. So what I want to do here is I'm going to throw some some questions at you and I want you to throw some answers back at me, some knockout answers so we're going to go back and forth. All right. So what was it that held you back from becoming an entrepreneur before you started? Oh, goodness. Being comfortable. You know, you get comfortable getting that check every two weeks. You get comfortable um, doing something that you're completely familiar with, with and it gets to be routine. So being comfortable. Yeah, most people, yeah, most people want security before they start doing anything. Right. Um, what is what is the best business advice that you've ever received? Best business advice. Oh my goodness. I would say um say no. That is huge for me. I think it's huge for women in general. We get to the point where, you know, we say yes to everything. Oh, you know, could you do this? Yes. Could you be a part of this? Yes. And it could not even serve what your mission is. But you're saying yes because you feel obligated. You don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And now you've connected with something that's put you off of your own path. So I think really just saying no, knowing when that it's, it's something that you should be like, okay, that doesn't align with what I'm looking to do. Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, I don't believe in what you're doing. It's just not for me. So just knowing when to say no. Right. Let's stay there for a minute because that is critical, girl. You know, so many people don't understand the significance of that because we get caught up. I know I've I've done that myself, saying yes to everything, yes. and it can be detrimental uh-huh. to your business, like you said. And you know, if you don't have a plan, like you said, you have to plan your days and plan it out, plan it out. But if you allow other things that 
you know, distractions, let's call it that, a distraction, Absolutely. you know, when someone is coming to ask you to do something, if you know it's not going, now, we're not trying to say that you shouldn't help right. anyone, yes, Absolutely. you should, but you have to still, you, no, you know I what I'm saying, you have to make sure you're, you're choosing something that's going to not only help that person, but first, you have to remember, you are in business, and your business has to come first, of course, outside of God, God being first, but next to that, you know, it's your business, so you have to be so careful about what you allow to get Absolutely. you off course. So that's that's critical. Thank you for for bringing okay. that up. That's good. Good advice. Well, can you share one of your daily personal habits that you have that you know you believe that attributes to your success? Daily. I'm always doing research. I'm huge on research, whether it be you know something that I ran across online and now I just want to investigate it more. Um, I watch a lot of different videos of different women in business, uh, different things that are inspiring to me, TED Talks, I read a lot. Um, so just having those things that are always keeping me in the mindset of, okay, what do I need to be doing to grow this business? You know, you could start a business, but then you get to a point where you, you've started it now, but you need to grow it. So I think always taking that time to spend doing those little things will ultimately be, you know, beneficial to not only myself personally, but to me as a business owner as well. You are just laying it down for us today. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. You are, I'll tell you, you know, I love what we do here because, you know, I never wanted to have a show that would just be a lot of fluff. You know what I mean? I, I've heard a lot of interviews sometimes where you just, you know, you have somebody on and you just, Right. You, you get to the surface, but you don't get, you under, don't get underneath the uh-huh. underneath the surface stuff, yeah. you know. And people want like, okay, give me the skinny. I want the skinny. So this is what we're doing here. We want to make sure that we, you know, ask questions, you know, to our guests that they can go away today saying, okay, I can do that in my business. Okay, that's what I've been doing wrong. Okay, right. that's what I need to change. So thank you so much for providing so much value today on our show. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, well, Lisa, do you have an Internet tool or an Internet resource that you can share with our listeners? An uh, Internet resource? Oh, I'm, right now I'm really focused on growing in social media. So I think with that, that's, you know, it's a free tool, first of all, you know, and so many people are on. If you think, you know, you talk to the average person, and you're like, how much time are you really spending on Facebook? Are you spending on Instagram? Right. So for me, I'm really focused on how can I grow my presence in that area? How can I grow my business? Um, I always want to make sure that, you know, before I post something, I'm like, okay, what will the person on the other end feel? You know, you never want to do things that are catty, that are underhanded. Um, I'm sure that not only am I representing myself well, I want to represent my walk well. Um, you know, my walk with God, my walk as a mother, my walk as a wife. So just making sure that mm-hmm. you're conscious of what you're posting. But I'm really looking to maximize those different avenues, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, um, and really connect those into ultimately growing my business base. Yeah, that's that's huge. That's important. Yeah. I mean, we've never been in a better time right now that you can really build your business, you know, through social media and on, online because, you know, a long time ago, of course, we didn't have Facebook. We didn't have all these platforms. Right. And it was just, you know, it was all word of mouth. And, and word of mouth is still powerful. You know, it's still powerful. But because of the age that we were in, you know, you have to take advantage of the online world because, I mean, think about it. How do you and I connect? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, mean, I think with the young demographic, it's easy for them to forget the impact of, that those avenues have, though. It's either going to help you or hurt. 
And that's what I tell my younger siblings all the time. Be mindful for what you're putting on there. You may delete it, but it has not been erased. Guarantee that. But as you're out, you know, you're you're applying for different things and you're introducing yourself to different people. They already have a background. Best believe that. So just be mindful of those tools and the way that you're utilizing them. Oh, yes. So true. So true. Well, Lisa, what book would you recommend to our listeners? Oh, goodness. I read a lot of different books. Two books that I have read several times throughout the years. One would be Inspiration by Wayne uh, Dyer, the person that did The Power of Intention. Um, You know, I bought the book, and then I started it, and it was a little bit of a a slow start. And I was like, oh, Lord, I don't know if I can get into this book. And, you know, I wind up, it was one of those books that I bought, and I had to pick (laughs) up later on. I'm sure we all have books like that. Um, And I wind up even buying the audio book. Oh, my God, that audio book is crazy. I have listened to that audio book so many different times. The stories that he tells um, in that book and living an inspired life and connecting with your purpose and your calling it was, it's been huge for me, huge. Um, oh, that's deep. That's deep. I'm happy yeah. to get that now. So, and if you don't get the book, at least get the audio book, because I have both now. And, you know, I listen to the audio book still a lot. Um, the other one would be uh, 12 uh, Habits for Creative Women, 12, 12 Secrets of Highly Creative Women. That one's another good book. It's a little bit of a workbook. I kind of like books like that that I could write in and draw in and copy and paste different things into. Um, kind of make the book your own, and it really gets you to kind of do some self-work as well. Um, So that's another one. That's a good one to pick up, too. And who's that by? That one is by, oh, let me think. It's by Gail uh, uh, Meekin. Yes, indeed. Any other books or? Um, Those, there's another, I could give you books all day, really. Um, Another one for my my teachers. This is awesome. Teach Like Your Hair is on Fire. Ooh, that sounds like a great book. Someone told me that book, and it was like when I had first started teaching. So I was like, okay, how do I get this down? How to become a master in the classroom? Like, I was looking for anything. And I wind up, you know, someone wind up telling me about that book, and I got it. Um, And it is actually a true story, but it really shows you the effect that you have inside of the classroom. You know, you think that, oh, I'm just molding this person's mind and I'm teaching them whatever the subject may be, but you're doing so much more. Um, So really it was just a way to kind of reflect on why did you get into that part of the industry? Why did you ever want to teach? Um, You know, teachers are so pivotal in our kids' lives. Um, whether it be the adult, adult learner or child. So that book for my teaching people, oh, my God. And it's that called book. Teach you Like Your Hair is on Fire. Teach Like Your Hair is on Fire. And I know the author is – it's crazy. When I read that, when I first seen the title, I was like, okay, I got to get it. And then to see that it was a true story, and this was someone that, you know, kind of worked in um, the inner city and kind of went into a school and kind of just took a bull by the horns and just worked things out. You know, sometimes you'll get in a situation and you're so – you know, involved on, oh, well, if you're in this environment, you know, you got to get outside of that. You know, you just got to be real with people. And when they see that, they're able to connect with you, and then you're able to teach absolutely. them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Well, if you if you can't think of the author, I'll look it up. We'll figure it out. We'll find out. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Well, we, are, we have reached our last question in the success round, Lisa. And so for just a minute, what I want you to do is to relax for a minute and think about this. I want you to imagine that you woke up tomorrow morning, in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all of the experience and the knowledge that you currently have today. Your food is taken care of. Your shelter is taken care of. And all you have is a laptop 
and $500, what would you do in the next seven days? Oh, in the next seven days. Okay, so I'm not worried about food, right? Right. I gotta take care of my food. For me, the first thing I'm gonna do, especially when I'm in a new environment, I wanna explore. I wanna go out, I wanna meet some people. I'm definitely one of the people, whatever the culture is at that time, I wanna experience some part of it. Like I'm not gonna go, you know, like for instance, I went to Jamaica. I don't wanna go to Jamaica and be on a resort. I wanna go to Jamaica and be with the people. Mm -hmm. So wherever I'm at at that time, I really just wanna get more familiar not only with the environment. But kind of figure out what the culture is, get involved. Um, the laptop, if I have $500, I'm really going to spend it just to have a good time. I don't think we do enough of that. I mean, I'm going to take the fun route. I want to go play. I want to go meet some people. I want to go buy some things that are authentic to where I'm at and just really utilize that as a life experience so that when I go back to my real life and I'm back into the the routine of day-to-day, I can take that as, you know, something to push me forward and encourage me to do different things because now I've experienced something different. So I'm just going to be in the moment. I'm going to go have a good time. You know what? That sounds like, you know, I have a mentor. He always says, you know, you can play play hard and work hard, but, you know, he calls it plurk. Wow. <laughs> play and work, you can plurk. I'm going to use that. I'm going to be using that. I'm telling you. I, I love, love it. That. I love that. We don't play enough. Just some plurking. <laughs> You're right. It's and true. that's really what got me into the so children's right. books because there's adults, you know, I can go tell a child the sky is turquoise, it's got yellow dots, and they're going to be like, Miss Lisa, when, is, when are the yellow dots coming? You tell an adult that, they're going to be like, girl, go sit down somewhere. Right. I just want to play. <laughs> I want to have a good time. I love it. I love it, girl. You are such a joy. You are truly a Thank joy. You. And I'm just I'm just so grateful to have you on this interview today. And, you know, I really, and that leads me to this, I really appreciate you for just being transparent today and, and sharing your journey. And, you know, it's just been so inspiring. I didn't realize we had so much in common. I didn't so, know yeah, we definitely have to stay connected. Absolutely. And, you know, before we end today, Lisa, if you can do us a favor, if you can just share one piece of guidance with our listeners and then share the best way they can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. The best advice I could give to, you know, any person that's looking to just start something of your own, whether it be a company, a nonprofit, a ministry, is just really figure out not only what you want to do, but why you want to do it. It's really the why that pushes me more so than the what, you know, so if you can really dig deep on those particular reasons and really just be true and honest to yourself, you know, stop thinking about what everyone else is going to think of. Oh, why is, why is she or he looking to do this? You have to be in tune with that within yourself and have that conviction on this is exactly why I want to do this and why I need to do this. That thing that keeps popping up every few weeks and it keeps reminding you of certain things, that's what you're supposed to be doing. So it's really being in tune with that and know when to apply that. Um, the best way, of course, to get in contact with me, I would say, would be probably through social media, um, through my business page, whether it be um, Beauty Black Book, or my personal page, which would just be Lisa Marie. Um, I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so feel free to reach out. Um, and I just hope that someone is able to walk away with something today that was helpful for them and encouraged them to any degree. And I just appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. I'm giving you hugs, girl. I'm giving you hugs. I'm giving you hugs back. I really enjoyed myself today. I really enjoyed myself. 
Good. Me too. Me too. Well, for all of our listeners, and just so you know, um, you can also find everything that Lisa and I have been chatting about today at SuccessTalkersRadio.com slash Lisa Marie, and it will all be there in the show notes page. So again, Lisa, I appreciate you. Thank you for being so generous with your time today. So we say thank you. And for all of you listening, thanks for tuning in. And until our next episode, keep stalking success. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. If you'd like to hear more from these inspiring entrepreneurs and entertainers, be sure to subscribe to the Success Stalkers Radio podcast on iTunes. And if you found value in this episode, give us a review, hopefully five stars. You may also visit us at successstalkers.com. Leave us a comment. We love to hear from you.